you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast, joined by John Rennie. Welcome, John. Hey, it's great to be here. I am super excited for today's episode, but just before we get into it, John, would you mind giving the audience a little bit of background about yourself and how you ended up where you are right now? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I started my career as a naval officer uh, in the U.S. Navy as a submarine officer. Uh, so I got a college degree in mechanical engineering and I went right into the U.S. Navy uh, on submarines as an officer on the submarines. I did five years uh, and seven deployments uh, with that submarine. And then I, uh, I left the military and went into corporate life like a lot of people do when they get out of the military. And I worked for three global companies where I ran eight different manufacturing businesses. Uh, and so teams up, you know, all sorts of sizes, of different teams, different sizes of plants and businesses, uh, but um, basically manufacturing in the manufacturing business. And then six years ago, I, I, I unplugged from corporate life and started my own uh, manufacturing business here in North Carolina in the U.S. And we manufacture products for electric utilities. So we make the, the transformers and the switches and the, and the fuses, things that the utilities need to uh, keep the lights on. So we help keep the lights on in my business. And uh, I also, in the last sort of 10 years or so, I've been doing a lot of writing on leadership written three best-selling leadership books, and I run a podcast called uh, Deep Leadership, where I interview uh, business leaders, military leaders, and uh, try to get the best out of them. So yeah, so that's who I am in a nutshell. Fantastic, John. Fantastic. So just before we kicked off the podcast, we talked about a very simple concept, which is mm. every sailor is important to the mission. Mm. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's interesting from a leadership perspective is the idea of a crew on a on a ship, or in my case, on a submarine. So if you think about a ship, uh, a ship is nothing but a cold hunk of steel in a harbor, and it's 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 the crew that brings a ship to life, right? So our people bring our business to life. Without our people, we have nothing. So we might have fancy plans, we might have a good good business proposal. We might have great investors and we've got an idea and a vision, but without people, we won't bring those ideas to life, right? So people bring our, bring our, bring our business to life. And so sometimes though, we forget <laughs> that uh, every, every employee is important to achieving that mission and that goal. And so one of the things I learned in my time in the submarine is that every sailor was critical for the mission. And that meant every sailor. So even your most junior employee or a junior sailor was responsible uh, to, or, or was, is important to, to, for us to carry out our mission. So one thing that's unique about a submarine is we operate deep in depths in the middle of the ocean without any other assets around us. So we were responsible for ourselves. There was this high level of shared responsibility but also shared vulnerability, right? So one sailor could turn the wrong valve and we all die. The captain could give the wrong command and we all die. So it's an all or nothing, right? So, and if you compare that to a lot of businesses, it, there is no the shared shared vulnerability, right? So if the business does, does poorly, what do you do? Well, you lay off some, some manufacturing people or some call center people or some people on the lower ends of your company and you, you move on. 
there isn't a shared there isn't a shared vulnerability. So it's not an all-in proposition. And so uh, we don't take those we don't take it as serious as we did on the, in the submarine community. But as I've run businesses, I've tried to create that where we have this shared responsibility, where every every employee is vital to the mission, and it doesn't matter how uh, where you are in the uh, in the chain of command and. It's hard sometimes because leaders think sometimes that they're the most important person in the business. And I would argue that it's just the opposite. The person that is making products that are going to your customers, who are answering the phones, uh, talking to your customers, who are at your front desk interfacing with, with your customers, they are the most important employees in your company. And we've got to sort of invert that pyramid where we place, where our roles as leaders to make sure they have everything that they need to be successful. They are a, a super important part of our crew, and we need to make sure we elevate them and make sure they have everything they need to be successful. Because in the end of the day, if, if they're successful doing their job, more customers buy our products, our business grows, and we can have more success. And, and we've got to remember that. We've got to forget that sometimes we think we're, we're special because we're the leader. We're not special. We just have a different role to play than the other employees in our company. Well, let's turn it around a little bit and say, <laughs> you know, if you aren't that important, you're doing something wrong. Uh, right. there's, def there's definitely some leaders that are that critical to the organization, but that is because they have not understood business, right? Yes, absolutely. I think sometimes leaders try to make it all about themselves, like they're the only authority and they're the only dec decision maker and they're the only ones with, with, the, um, with the knowledge to run the business. And I learned that early on. I got my first manufacturing plant at 32 years old. And I thought I needed to have all the answers. And, and I started that, in that role like, trying to be the authority on everything. But I was 32 years old. There were people working for me that had been in that plant 30 years. They Once I figured out that, that I didn't need to have all the answers, but I needed to tap into those experienced employees and, and, and tap into their knowledge and their experience, that's when I really learned how to lead. So, you know, I always say the collective wisdom of a team is much greater than the ideas of one manager. So we've got to tap into that and we have to be willing to be humble enough to shut up and listen to the ideas of our teams and then sort of integrate the best and brightest, you know, ideas and bring them together and, and, and help make the decisions for how we're going to move our business forward. The big question, John, is how do you do this? Like if I'm running a business today, yeah. how do I actually implement this? Yeah, so this is really interesting. And one of the things I, I observed when I came out of the military and went into business is that there's physical separation between different, you know, uh, departments or or different classes of employees, right? So uh, typically, like I've been in manufacturing businesses, the, the shop floor people are over here, the engineers, the sales guys, the accountants, and everything they're over here, and these guys have air conditioning and they have free coffee, and these guys are out working in you know dusty environments and dirty environments, and we don't have this common view of what the business is, right? So the people in the office might think, well, everything is great because it seems like everything is great in their view of the world. And everybody in the shop floor thinks maybe everything's bad and it's because their view of the world. And it's because we don't share a common view of, of the business. And one of the things on a submarine is that we didn't have any physical separation. We operated together. So I stood these long watches with my with people that work for me. I stood six-hour watches every day for months on end with the same people. I got to know them intimately. I They saw life on a submarine the way I saw life on a submarine. We had a common view 
and a common understanding of what has to happen and what needs to happen in the in on the submarine. So when I came to this, you know, when I came to running my first plan, I realized this physical separation meant that we didn't have a common view of the business. So one of the things I did differently, and I implemented this uh, in my first plant, and I carried it out through, throughout my whole career, is a thing called Fridays on the Floor. And it was a simple concept. And what it was, was the first Friday of every month for four hours, uh, I would go work on the shop floor. I'd pick a different department, I would work in that department. Uh, and eventually, I, I we expanded that to all the management team, and eventually, all salary employees would work out in the shop floor in different departments every month. You, you go in a different department. And what, what I learned through that process is that one, we built relationships between uh, the hourly and the salary people. They saw what we did is important. We saw what they did was important. And then the other thing is we've got a common view of what, what was happening on the shop floor. We saw the bad procedures, the bad tools, the defective uh, things coming down the line. We, we saw the business in the same way. And we work together to fix those problems versus having this language barrier because we saw the whole, we saw the universe in two different ways. So bringing everybody together, there's a show in America called Undercover Boss, and you may have heard of it or seen it. And I'm sure some of your listeners may have, where the CEO goes undercover and, and works in like a like a low-level position in the company. Well, this is essentially the same thing, only we're not undercover. And this was, I was doing it long before that show ever came out. But it's the idea of getting out and seeing the business as your people see the business. And that's where you kind of break down those walls between us and them. And that's been an important part of how I lead uh, even today. And how easy is it to maintain? Like, so so I, I totally see you, you know, going out on the floor. And so how easy do you feel it is to maintain and establish and really do this on a regular basis? Yeah. So I, I, it's funny that you say that because when I first started, I was just doing it myself, right? I'd go out and I'd work for four hours and then I'd come back and I meet with our management team and I was so excited. I'm like, you guys don't, you don't, you guys don't understand. I know what's wrong, why we could, how we could fix it. And and they went, to, they, they said, you're crazy. This, that's not true. We tried that in the past. This didn't work, blah, blah, blah. And, and so I, I realized they didn't have the enthusiasm I had because they hadn't shared that experience. And so as, as when, when they started coming on those visits and they started seeing it, they, they had the same experience I did. They got excited. They like their eyes were open. So I think, um, I think in the beginning it was sort of unnatural, right? It was not, uh, it was definitely out of people's comfort zones, including the hourly and the salary. They're like, this is uncomfortable. You know, I got to teach this guy what I do. And, uh, but over time, we saw the value in it, both both the hourly and the salary employees saw the benefit of it. So it's sustainable in that uh, it, it changed how we thought about the business, and how we acted about the business and how we and the other thing uh, they saw is the employees saw is that we treated them with respect. They we cared about their opinion. Suddenly, suddenly it wasn't just us and them. It was like, oh, these guys actually care about what we think about all day long. I mean, who who best know knows what to do in, in an operation, but the people who've been doing it for 20 years, you know, and, and that have all this pent up ideas that have never been listened to. And so I really encourage, I think that's the biggest untapped potential in most companies is the knowledge that's out uh, with the people that are adding value. And how do you tap into that knowledge? And how do you, as a leader, use that knowledge to make better decisions in the business? Yeah, that uh, totally, totally. Um, have you ever had sort of experience where kind of you 
you undermine the direct manager a little bit because you know sometimes <laughs> when you have multiple layers and you have a direct yeah. manager yeah. above someone on the floor level and you yeah. know they've been telling for years like no we can't do that we can't do that and suddenly you're there and you're like we're doing this thing like have you ever seen issues coming from that yeah so absolutely you know people are selfish and they're they're focused on self preservation so a lot of times you'll have people in between me and and where the values added that are trying to protect their job and they're trying to limit the amount of information i see and and you know painting a rosier picture than maybe what really actually exists so yes absolutely that's a, that's a, that's a big problem and especially as i moved higher up you know as i as i got into the vice president levels and things uh, I would show up on the shop floor and and I made a lot of people nervous, like, oh, what is he going to learn? What is he? But 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 I, I wasn't doing it to to undermine them. I was doing it because I I think that managers need to connect with what's really going on. So we tend to, a lot of managers tend to make decisions in conference rooms and in meetings far away from where the action is. And they assume they know what's going on. And and one of the things we learned in the Navy was expect what you inspect. And so the idea is uh, go out and see it for yourself, touch it, feel it. And the other thing is, uh, yeah, maybe it's a little bit threatening, but it shouldn't be threatening. So the reality that I that I hear from you as a, as a middle manager should reflect what's really happening. If it's not, then we have a problem with you because you're you're trying to edit the information and you're trying to control the information. And that's not a healthy place to be as a, as a middle manager. I, I don't necessarily see it like that. I, I see it more as a sense because I see, I mean, I work with a ton of entrepreneurs and I see this quite often where you have the business owner who start reaching down the organization and asking people for things or telling people things. And the problem is they kind of skip a management layer. So sometimes the managers don't even know what their staff is actually working on. Ah, that's a whole different, yep, direct, yep. right. Uh, sometimes it's like, you know, you you don't know, like when you're sitting with, with people down on the floor, like what they tell you and how they tell you. Again, everyone is selfish, right? So, uh, you know, the way that comes across, you might say something to them that ends up being a totally different order than their boss have given to them and so on. So I don't necessarily think it's the boss that's afraid, but I've just seen it a few times where people have done similar things where they've kind of undermined the direct manager. And yep. often, sometimes they've actually established a communication channel around the direct manager because the people on the floor now have a relationship up higher. And, and I've seen definitely that be dangerous a few times, oh, not yeah. because people are trying to hide things, but just because it's important to have a general chain of command, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I agree 100% with that. And I would say what I, when I go, when I'm spending time on the floor, it's me listening, it's me connecting, it's me building relationships. It's not me giving orders. And I think that's really important because I think we one of the worst things we can do is is not empower our our managers and give them the authority they need to do their job. So when you when you jump a chain of command and you give a directive, you're undermining those those people that you've hired to lead your people. So no, you got to be careful about that. Very important. This is more of the idea of of getting on a getting out there and making sure that you're you're listening and you're connected to reality. So it's almost like um yeah, it's like a VIP visit if you will. You you go down, you you know, you shake hands, you meet and you listen and you're not uh, you're there to just observe things and and usually when I find something that seems messed up, I'll go right to the right to the manager and say, you know, I was just out on the shop floor, this is happening, is that 
is that right? Or what am I, are they, you know, and then you'll get, you get another side of the story. So yeah, absolutely. Don't want to undermine your, your leaders. Yeah. I, I've seen it happen so many times. Right. So, and I could totally think with this concept that it would happen quite a bit, yeah. but, but generally I, I love the concept. Right. And I, 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 I like the fact that, you know, again, even like even with strong communication, you can probably build these bonds without necessarily being on the floor all the time. But again, like it's really about helping people understand why their role is critical, right? When you're sitting in the call center talking to these customers, like why is that so important for the business? You know, what happens if you make a mistake? Because yes, I know that the submarine won't sink, but here's the thing. If a customer service agent says something really bad to your biggest customer, that might get a bunch of people fired because you might lose your biggest customer, yeah. right? So even though yes, it's not a submarine that's physically sinking, there's still there can still be huge impact if you have individuals in various positions doing something very, uh, very not effective for the organization, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think connecting employees to the vision, connecting employees to the purpose of the company is something that. I would say is is a little trick that uh, you you might think everyone that works for you knows what's going on and why we're doing it, and and my experience is it's just the opposite. I would I would I remember going to my first manufacturing plant and I would ask employees what they did and they'd say, well I I plate this part, I sand this part, I heat treat this part, and I said, well what does the part do? Well it goes into this other part, and I'm like, okay, but well, what does that what does that other part do? And they said, I don't know, something to do with electricity, you know, and and so. Oh, and one of the one of the things that I noticed is that we just didn't have a general common view of what we were doing at that operation. And and so I took it upon myself and all employee meetings to start training a, a little bit about wh where our products fit in in with electric utilities and what they did. And and we we came up with a phrase and, and we still even use that today is is because I'm still in the same industry. But I, I would say that we our products keep the lights on. And I explain how how it's so important for schools and hospitals and shopping malls and, and restaurants that we keep the lights on uh, for our customers. And that really resonated. And suddenly, you know, an employee can go home and tell their family, what did you do today? Well, I didn't just sand apart or plate apart or, or heat treat apart. I kept the high help keep the lights on. I, I'm part of a bigger bigger mission. And when we connected them, it was almost like there was a sense of pride in, in what they did because they realized the bigger the bigger picture and they realized that they were an important part of that bigger picture. And it was easy on the submarine because our mission was very clear. Everyone knew what the mission was. Do what we were paid to do and then get everybody home safely. Everybody knew it. But when you come into corporate life or even as an entrepreneur, sometimes the mission is fuzzy. Like, what are we here for, right? And so I think connecting every employee to what the mission is, is, is critical if you want to have this, like I said, united organization around a common cause, shared values operating in the, in, in the similar direction. You're going to have to connect them to the bigger picture. Fantastic, John. John, that's been a super exciting conversation. Uh, any particular resources that you really will recommend to people, both on this topic or resources that you in general have found valuable around management? Yeah, so I've written I've written a few books, and the one that I think really resonates around this idea of of, of shared uh, of operating in a shared environment with a common view and a common mission would be my second book called All in the Same Boat. 
Uh, that really talks about, and there's great stories in there from my days on the submarine, but also how I took those ideas and I implemented it in all these different businesses, including my own business. And I think it's a great place to start if you're trying to think of how do I build uh, uh, unity within my business and, and what will it do for me if I do? That's a great book for that. It's uh, it's all in the same boat. I think it's a great book for that. Fantastic, John. Thank you very much. If people are eager to get hold of you, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, all my uh, uh, all my links are on uh, my website, johnsrenny.com. My books are there, my links to social media, and then uh, my podcast, Deep Leadership. Everything is on johnsrenny.com. Fantastic, John. Thank you so much for the podcast today. It was fantastic having you on. Great. It was great to be here. Thank you. Great. And for the audience, we'll be back again next week. Same time, same place. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.